clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meet scripture. Listen, I have an amazing show today. We have a couple of things to get into today. I want to talk about, um, are we looking for equality or black privilege? And I'm specifically want to speak to black people and even more specifically speak to the Christian, the black Christian. Are we looking for equality or are we looking for black privilege? And I want to talk about this in light of the recent situation that happened uh, in one of the NBA playoff games, um, the Dallas Mavericks versus the Los Angeles Clippers, where Montrez Harold of the Los Angeles Clippers had a altercation with Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks, who is white um, and he referred to him as a B, B word, A word, white boy. And so I want to talk about that. And um, I want to share an article from the Daily Wire here in a second. And then um, also I, I, we have a featured song for this episode from my latest album. Um, the featured song for this pro- uh, show is going to be If You Say So Remix featuring C. Micah. Um, and then co- after the featured song, I want to deal with uh, the Lecrae Vlad TV interview where he where Vlad asked him about um, asked him if his son was gay and his son asked him to go to a, to the wedding to support him. Would he go? And, and so I want to deal with the interview um, because they're. I think this is a good teaching moment for us as Christians. And so we're going to deal with that when we come back from the featured song break. But listen, my album is available now. Paradigm Shift. Um, it's, it's been, listen, I, I kind of had to break this project up in half because if I made it a full length, full, full length album, it probably wouldn't have came out till 2021. And so I'm excited to share this uh, body of work with you guys. I've been getting so much uh, great feedback from the project and and really just been super humbled and encouraged by the feedback that you guys have been giving. Uh, One of the consistent feedback um, that I have been getting uh, from a lot of you is it was worth the wait. And and that means a lot to me because I take everything that I do seriously in terms of the content that I create uh, not just the podcast but I take the music very seriously and it's a passion of mine so it's 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 always refreshing to hear that people are being blessed and they enjoy the art so listen if you if you haven't heard it yet if you're a new listener listen go check out my latest album it's on all digital outlets um, Apple Music iTunes uh, Google Play Spotify However you listen to your music, Napster, YouTube, uh, type in Gabriel Parker, Paradigm Shift, and it'll pop up. Listen, and, I, and I'm greatly appreciate, appreciative for all the support that you guys have been given. But listen, I want to take a, a moment to hop into this 
this uh, story with Montrez Harrell um, um, and um, Luka Doncic. And listen, man, the, the play on a side note, um, the playoffs have been off the hook, man. This has been a very good playoffs uh, series. And I understand that in the heat of competition, you can have uh, some tempers flare because just emotions are high. Um, this is what the players have worked towards all season. But even in the midst of that, it's not an excuse for any form of prejudice or racism. Um, and so we had an altercation happen with Montrez Harrell and Luka Doncic. And I'm going to just read the article from the Daily Wire it says a black NBA player appeared to make a racial remark to a white NBA player after a heated confrontation during a game on Friday night. While the players were wearing jerseys that had special social justice phrases printed on the back. Quote, L.A. Clippers Ford, Montreal's Harrell and Dallas Mavericks Slovenian star Luke Donacic got into a scuffle last night that ended with Harold calling Donacic a B word, H word, A word, white boy. And I'm I'm using abbreviations because I'm not about to cuss. Um, basically cussed and called him a curse word white boy. Outkick columnist Gary Shutfield Jr. wrote, quote, the solution here is simple. Even if many won't like it, the NBA has to suspend Montrez Harrell and send a message that race based derogatory comments like his on the basketball court will not or won't be tolerated. The NBA has already set the precedent with gay slurs on the court. Why not with racial-based insults as well? Montrez Harrell's comments have already spawned a million, if, if the races were reversed, conversations on social media. And there is no doubt that if Luca had referred to Montrez Harrell as a B.A. black boy, that the social media condemnation would have rained down from the heavens on Luca. And listen, side note, that's very true. Sheffield added, in fact, quote, in fact, Luca would probably be suspended for the remainder of the season. He would be crushed in social uh, peria in all of sports. Listen, so that's the article. And listen, I agree with with the writer. And, and I think that as we pursue um, the, the, the consistent cry of, of many black people is equality. And listen, I'm not going to ever get on this show and say that racism doesn't exist because I believe it exists. And I believe it's something that we should be proactively engaging as Christians and be honest and even be willing to call out all bias and recognize all bias. Um, and, and that means recognizing racism, not just from white people, but from black people as well as, as believers, we are called to not show any partiality. 
uh, as believers, we understand that we are all one in Christ. But I, I really want to challenge the thought, the popular thought culturally, because many of us know that as the story played out, Montrez Harrell was not suspended. He wasn't even fined. And we know without a doubt, if it was the other way around, more than likely, Luka Doncic would have been suspended, probably for the remainder of the series or the remainder of the year, like, and plus find, like, it would have been over for him. But I've, I've I heard some commentary from people like Stephen A. Smith, who said in so many words, hey, we as black people have been experiencing racism so long that we should be basically we should be able to get away with making these type of mistakes without suffering the same consequences as white people since white people have had the upper hand for so long and i think that thought process that i see many people um gravitating to and even many black people gravitating to and agreeing with i think is problematic because if we're really fighting for equality, that means how are we fighting for equality if we're not going to be held to the same standard that we're trying to hold white people to or people of other races to? And so it's not really equality that a lot of people are seeking, but really a lot of people are seeking black privilege or black dominance. A lot of people aren't seeking equality for real there's there's some uh, some people are seeking revenge and so if we're if we really want to be seen as equal there has to be equal accountability and responsibility across the board and i'll say this um because i understand i believe that there is a privilege Oh, I, I, I and I've dealt with this on previous shows and, and, I, and I don't want to get in trouble, but I, I just have to be able to speak how I feel in my personal experience. I do believe that America has been set up to benefit white people as a majority. I, I just believe that. And, and I'm not saying that there aren't certain instances and um circles and places within America where it's actually equal or, or the shoe may be on the other foot. But I think if we're speaking in in terms of majority, when you begin to study American history, uh, when you look at things like the black codes, um, things that were put in place even after slavery, like redlining and um the welfare system, how it's set up with and Planned Parenthood, all of these different aspects that was put in place. I think it's clear. And I think that we as Christians should be able to acknowledge this, whether you're black or white, without feeling some type of sense of guilt um, um, by acknowledging this reality. And so um, I agree with things like affirmative action um, just because from a personal experience and I and, and I just have to speak on the affirmative action aspect as well because I, I feel that's a part of this topic when we deal with hey do you want black privilege or do you want 
equality. Um, I've seen some of my white brothers and sisters speak negatively against things like affirmative action, you know, and saying, hey, if it's going to be equal, why do you why put affirmative action in place? And, and a lot of times some uh, some white people or some people, I should say, is because it's not just white people. Some people don't understand that before affirmative action was put in place in certain instances, that it was a form of reverse affirmative action where a particular race race or people were receiving um, favor over other races prior to the um, affirmative action. So I'm I'm for affirmative action if the people or the bosses and the leadership in place are going to actually enforce equal opportunities and not of uh, reverse things. And, and I, and one of the reasons why I'm really for affirmative action, and I kind of shared my father's story. My father retired from the Detroit fire department, um, served 37 years. He retired as a chief. And for, for you guys who aren't familiar with Detroit and some of its history, Detroit is the most predominantly black city in the United States of America. So Detroit is like 85% black. Um, now, when you get into the suburbs, that's when you see a, a lot of segregation and different races. But the within the city, uh, Detroit is about 80, 85% African-Americans. And so my dad serving and working in the fire department, though the city was predominantly black, you had the leadership within the fire department that was predominantly white. And what was happening was the white leadership within the fire department began to favor its white counterparts. So if there's a white captain, he would promote one of the white, he would, they would promote each other and, and keep the black firefighters basically in lower positions and so what happened was when mayor young was elected mayor of the city he was a big part of implementing affirmative action within the fire department and now my father has always had a great reputation within the fire department he's always had a great reputation within the fire department and just the model firefighter Every time I've ran into someone just out and about who worked with my father or knew of my father, he was like a legend. He's like a legend in the Detroit Fire Department. But nevertheless, when Mayor Young was elected as mayor, he implemented affirmative action within the Detroit Fire Department as well as the police department. And the moment that he implemented affirmative action, my father began to get opportunities for promotions, opportunities that he was qualified for prior to affirmative action, where where there was instances where he was maybe overlooked and his white counterpart got the position when he wasn't even considered. And so I've seen affirmative action affect my family 
in a very positive way. And I, and, and it, and it, and it gave me hope to watch my father work his dream job and see him begin to progress and get equal opportunities because every promotion that my dad got, he truly deserved like hard worker, like whatever needed to be done. He he risking his life, you know, just teaching other mentoring other like he was most definitely qualified. And so in instances like that, I'm most definitely pro affirmative action. And I think um, I do understand there are instances where affirmative action may be put in place and it's not actually fair to everyone. But I would challenge those who are Again, we're talking about equality now. I would challenge those who are against affirmative action to think the the opposite without affirmative action. Is it being put in place? Is it truly fair for everyone? And so I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, But listen, I want to hop into the featured song for this episode before we get into the Lecrae Vlad TV interview. Listen, my album Paradigm Shift is out. I I want I remixed um the song If You Say So, which is on Path of Revelation's last album, but I put, you know, I put a spin on it. So check it out. This is If You Say So, the remix featuring C Micah off of my newest album, Paradigm Shift. Let's hop into it. I'll grow. I almost quit, came close. So many times, Lord knows. If you tell me let go, you give me grace to not fold. Strip of my soul, Lord only knows. I don't wanna let go. Help me let go. Of everything that's not like you, Lord, kill it if you say so. I need you right now. My flesh wildin'. Temptation is breaking. Fall for the bait. This waste like a thousand pounds. But can forfeit the mission, my Lord, you are risen with all of the power And your grace is sufficient, so no, I'm not quitting, no tossing the towels Can't be thrown in, cause when I am weak, it's your strength is made perfect And now, I praise and be led by his spirit and don't have to follow the crowd No Christ, that's scary, we'll compromise the rest alive of cemeteries Necessary, cut ties, Lord, bury Relationships that make us slip and grow weary Entertaining and embracing the temptation Bad friends cheer from moves you make to forsake them You be accepted if you profess them But you are faking false converts We'll praise the Lord, worship and Satan Offer your name, say, say so Deny myself, I'll grow I almost quit, came close So many times, Lord knows If you tell me, let go You give me grace to not fold Strip of my soul Lord only knows If you say so Tell me, let go I don't wanna be distracted Help me say no Do these strongholds Do these strongholds I need your hand I need it, oh so need it I wanna see your hand, but Lord, I feel just so defeated Your grace, I need it, oh so need it I wanna 
see your hand, but Lord, I feel just so defeated. I'm really not worthy, undeserving. Grace has grace that I could not earn it. Stakes I face, bro, I could not turn it. Your grace gave grace to escape from burning. Escape from burning. And I am not free. Was saved by the sun that was hung on the tree. Died and erodes and defeated defeat. That very same power is living in me. As I breathe and I walk. Say what he say as I breathe and I talk. Humbly pray that I never get off. The path that he lays is to carry his cross. Carry it, carry it, never will bury it. Freeing some slaves, kinda like Harriet. Don't let me turn. Do this is scary. Faithful to die, so grateful to carry his. Offer your name, say, say so. Deny myself, I'll grow. I almost quit, came close. So many times, Lord knows. If you tell me, let go. You give me grace to not fold. Strip my soul. Lord only knows. Say so, say so, help me let go, help me let go. I don't wanna be distracted, help me say no, say no, say no. Do these strongholds, do these strongholds, strongholds. I need your hands. We love idolatry, greed, strife, and murder. Despite it all, for humanity, this suffer. Rock the cross for all races and blood covers. Yeah, that's a throwback, call across colors. The world's allure is pure as manure. Consumer fitting in with those who need the cure. Ashamed of the other ones bathing in the sewer. Much easier to compromise than endure. Forget I witness when I fit in with the wicked now. Sinning one stood and now we blending. He's gotta please man like nobody wanna seek him. A Christian on the weekend, on a Sunday when it's preaching with a lot of sins reaching. Oscar worthy, screaming that he's worthy. But heart don't match the praise that's dispersing from my lips. You're thorough when you search me. Despite the filth, you love me, that's your mercy. I wanna be real, wanna be real. Cleanse me, purge me. Of everything I like, you and her knees, like since knees, bent knees. So when it's all said and done, Lord God, please help me to ride. When they threaten to kill and the tears are revealed and abandon your side. Offer your name, say, say so. Deny myself, I'll grow. I almost quit, came close. So many times, Lord knows. If you tell me, let go. You give me grace to not fold. Strip of my soul. Lord only knows. If you say so. Okay, so we're back. I want to deal with the Lecrae Vlad TV interview. Uh, for you guys who aren't familiar with Lecrae, Lecrae is a Christian rapper, or in his words, a rapper that just happens to be Christian. Um, and he just recently released a new album titled Restoration. And so Lecrae has been doing a lot of press runs, a lot of interviews, and, and he recently appeared on Vlad TV. And for you guys who are familiar or may not be familiar with Vlad TV, man, Vlad will catch you off guard and ask you some tough questions. Um, and he'll he'll kind of pick and pry to get some details or get some answers out of you, even when you probably don't feel comfortable answering. And it's obvious that you don't feel comfortable like that's it's nothing for anybody who's familiar with Vlad TV. We understand that that's nothing new with him. You know, that's one of the reasons why people like watching his interviews. Um, and actually, this wasn't the first time that Lecrae appeared on Vlad TV. But nevertheless, in their interview, Vlad asks Lecrae 
if one of his sons ended up being gay and wanted him to attend their wedding, would he support his son and come to the wedding? And so Lecrae begins to answer the question. And and one of the reasons why I'm playing this interview and I is, is not to pick on Lecrae. Like I I'm not condemning Lecrae. Um I'm not condemning him. I'm not saying, hey, this guy is an unbeliever. He's going to hell. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm playing this interview because I think it is a good example or or it's a teaching moment, I should say. Um, A lot of the shows that I've been doing, um, I've been dealing with who we follow, being careful of who we follow and who we take advice from or who we model our our Christian or our walk after. Um, and just because someone has a huge following and they're a Christian or identify as a Christian does not always mean that they're a credible source when it comes to what it means to be a Christian and how we should represent ourselves as Christians. And so I think this interview is a very good example. And so what I want to do is I want to play the interview real quick and then I'm going to come back and give some of my thoughts and commentary on it. And my goal is to approach this interview and just like I do with anything else on this show with a biblical lens. That's what we should be striving to do as Christians, because our standard isn't other Christians. Our standard is Christ. Our standard is the scriptures. And so let's hop into the interview or the snippet of the interview with Lecrae and um, and Vlad. And listen, I do not own the rights to this recording. So let's hop into it. Well, you're married with three kids. Yeah. Uh, And you have what? Two boys and one girl? Yeah. Okay. So... If one of your kids, let's say one of your male sons, yeah, comes to you at 20, 23 years old and says, hey, dad, this is my husband. We're engaged. We're going to get married next month, and I want you to be in the wedding. Yeah. What would you say? My thing is like this. I don't, like, my brother's gay. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I don't, I don't condemn him. I don't look down on him for him being attracted to the opposite sex. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's something. Same sex. That, yeah, or the same sex, excuse me. I don't condemn yeah. him. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anything, we'll, we, we'll dialogue so that I can have a better understanding. Because I don't profess to be like, I got this all figured out and I know the way this should be. Like, I'm trying to read the Bible. I'm trying to have conversations with people and I'm trying to understand, you know, the, the perspective. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like anybody who wants to come at a person negatively, like if you was, if you was a Christian and you came at me negatively, then it's like you're not giving me the grace and the space to be a learner. You know what I mean? Help me, you know, give me the space and the grace to learn. And and that's how that's how we move forward. You know what I'm saying? So you could point something out to me and say, hey, this is what it says. Lecrae, you should know better. You should know this. Well, you know, give me the grace and the space to, to take my time and to understand the perspective on it and to understand why these people think it this way. And it, like that's that's the perspective I have. I'm more of a learner and I and I give people the grace and the space as I'm processing and as I'm learning, um, you know, and just walk with people through that. You know what I mean? To just be, be a lifelong learner, man. Okay, so your son asked you to be in, in his wedding with his husband. Yeah. Did you do it? 
my thing is this. I want to support my son and, 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 and let him know that I love him. You know what I'm saying? Let him know that I care about him. So for me, it's not about my son's going to know it's not about a wedding. It's about like my dad being supportive of who I am as a person through and through. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not about do you agree with this decision or do you agree with this decision? You know what I'm saying? My son want to play football, not basketball. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bruh, I want you to play basketball. I don't want you to play football, but I love you. You know what I mean? So even if I don't, even if I, I prefer you play basketball, like I love you the person. So I'm going to rock with you the person. And I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to still be with you for the rest of your life. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, if, if it's some people that I've seen not go to weddings because they just, they just didn't like the spouse. Was that okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't like your spouse or I don't like the fact that they older than you or younger than you. That's some preferential type of stuff. And I mean, like, give people the grace and the space to, to navigate that. Why he can't marry her? You know what I'm saying? Oh, because I think she a gold digger. Well, you know, walk through this. You know what I'm saying? Now, I get it from the standpoint of like, is it wrong or is it right? And that's where I would say there's so much nuance to it for me in terms of like, is marriage, uh, 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 are we talking it as a government sanctioned situation? Are we talking about two Christians? Because is it if it's two people who believe in the Bible and, and they hold into to what the Bible says? Well, then now I'm like, OK, well, what do you believe the Bible says about this? If you don't believe the Bible, then why am I having this conversation with you? You know what I'm saying? It's like you do what you want. Yeah, to do. I mean, I mean, the Bible could be interpreted a million different ways. And, you know, you, you've seen the Bible be used to uplift people as well as condemn people. Yeah. Uh, you, you've seen, you know, the stories of giving and sharing. And then you've also seen people take the mark of Cain and interpret as being a black person for sure you, you know what i'm saying for sure or, or you know you look at sodom and gomorrah and you you look at you know some of the anti-gay messages and that story right and so forth you know if you want to interpret it that way it, it could go a million different ways but that's and that's that's if you really see that's my thing is like this if you tell me you know what i'm saying if you say man do you think cussing is a sin and you ask me that well, I'm a, first question I'm going to ask you is, do you believe the Bible? Do you believe in sin or not? If you say, I don't believe in sin, what, what does it matter what I think about cussing is a sin if you don't believe there's a sin or there's a no sin? So this is a mute conversation. Now, if you say, man, I really believe in the Bible. I'm trying to understand it better. What's your perspective on cussing? Then we can have a dialogue and there's grace and space for us to navigate it. But if that ain't what you believe, then we got to start with just, man, first of all, do you believe Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you believe in Jesus? If you don't believe in Jesus, then what are we talking about right now? You know what I'm saying? Let's get to that first. Then we can move forward in every other situation. Okay, so <laughs> I don't want to get too much into my personal opinions about how I think he responded, you know, but I've heard a lot of different followers of Lecrae um, and followers of CHH culture, for you guys who don't know what CHH is, is that's Christian hip hop. Because um, I know not all my listeners are followers of Christian hip hop, but I've seen a lot of Christians defending Lecrae and saying, "Man, he's not a pastor. We shouldn't hold him to the standard of saying everything right and getting all." all his responses correctly and um vlad backed him into a corner you know i heard a um a writer for um 
one of the popular uh, CHH sites, I'm not going to say his name, um, basically talk about how Vlad was shady for backing Lecrae in a corner and how it wasn't fair and Lecrae didn't have time to uh, prepare and, and things of that nature. And it's like, yo, like we can't hold Vlad to a higher standard than, than we hold Lecrae who identifies as a believer. Cause Vlad isn't a belief. He doesn't identify as a born again believer. And so we, are we holding the world to a higher standard than believers? Um, also, I would say, and, and hear me good when I say this, it's not about holding Christian influencers or Christian artists to a standard of being a pastor, but it's about holding Christians to the standard of being Christian. Like you can't, um, Lecrae and Reach Records, they've made a career and built an empire off of branding the term unashamed. 116, which is based off of Romans 116, which says, I am unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. Like, we, you can't brand unashamed and not expect people to hold you to that standard, right? Um, and, and we've seen different instances, and this is not the first interview that Lecrae has responded this way when asked questions about homosexuality or, or some type of sin. And listen, we have to understand this as Christians. It's nothing wrong with calling sin, sin. Like we calling sin, sin, and hear me good. I understand some people can condemn people and come off as self-righteous and condemn people to hell and come off in a very unloving approach. But we have to understand calling sin, sin isn't unloving. Actually, it's unloving to do the opposite. It's actually unloving when we're not willing to cause sin, sin and point people to Christ in light of their sin. And so when we have opportunities, this is what it means to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The primary focus of the gospel is repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. When you look at the word repent, it means to turn away. It means to change directions. The question is, what are we turning away from? Well, in the context of the gospel and us as believers, repent means to turn away from sin. Well, for us to encourage and, and warn people and admonish them to repent, we have to first be willing to cause sin, sin. That is a part of the gospel. And and when I hear people say, man, we can't hold these um, um, people, people like Lecrae or Christian influencers to the same standard 
of a pastor. Listen, no disrespect, but that's foolishness. That's foolishness because it's not about holding them to a standard of a pastor, but holding them to the standard of what it means to be a Christian. When we look at second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 through 18, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Verse 18. This is the important part that I want to point out. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and get this and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. It doesn't say he gave just pastors the ministry of reconciliation, but it says all who have been purchased by the blood of Jesus, all who name the name of Christ and proclaim the name of Jesus has been given the ministry of reconciliation. And so we as believers, we all have a responsibility to give an account of the hope that we profess. We all have a responsibility to stand up and be unashamed for the Lord before the world. Jesus said, if you are if you're ashamed of me before men, this is the Bible. He says, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my father in heaven. Like, so this is not something that we should be taking lightly as believers. And again, this is not me condemning Lecrae. I've missed opportunities. You know, I, you know, I would be lying to say if it hasn't been times when I froze up or didn't give the best response and, and things of that nature. But that does not mean that I shouldn't be corrected in love. That doesn't mean that just because I have a podcast and I have uh, music and fo uh, uh, people following me, that doesn't mean that I'm above reproach. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with many Christian influencers today because the American church has become so watered down that we have created and given platforms to Christian creatives who desire influence without any accountability. And I think it's very problematic for us to desire influence without accountability. It's like, I want you to subscribe to my YouTube, buy all my music, stream my music. I want you to come to all my concerts and buy merch. I want you to re-share all of my content. I want kids to look up to me. I want to be able to profit off of you following me. But don't tell me when I'm sinning. Don't tell me when I'm not representing our Lord and Savior. Don't tell me when I'm out of line. And that is the problem with many of us as Christians as we begin to gain influence and attention. We become more focused on building up our 
kingdoms and our agendas than building up the kingdom of God. And listen, the Lord takes the, the, this, these things seriously and so should we. It's time for us to start viewing culture through the lens of scripture and stop allowing culture to influence how we view God in the Bible. Romans chapter 12, and I just want to end off on this because this is, I think this is such an important scripture for us as believers to gravitate to and meditate on and lit and, and strive to live out with the help of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Listen, my prayer is that as this world grows darker and darker, that we as believers not shrink back, that we as believers let our light so shine before men, as Jesus says, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify the father in heaven. Like my prayer is that we are unapologetic and unashamed of the gospel. And my prayer is that our our profession and our stance be as the apostles in Acts chapter five, when they were being persecuted for the gospel and, and being told to be quiet and shut up. Don't don't talk about that, that that our prayer be as in Acts chapter five, verse twenty nine, that says, but Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. In other words, we have to please God above men. My prayer is that we not become men pleasers. My prayer is that we are, aren't afraid and fearful of people's opinions of us. And my prayer is that we value God's truth above men's opinions. And I pray that what Jesus said rings in our hearts when he says, don't fear them who kill the body, who have the power to kill the body, but fear him who has the power to destroy both body and soul in hell. And so my prayer is that we fear God above all others and that we set our affections on things above and not things on this earth. Listen, be encouraged. I love you guys. Um, make sure you guys visit Path of Revelation Now dot com. Leave your prayer requests and suggestions for future shows. Check out the merch and listen. Make sure you stream my new album, uh, Paradigm Shift. And listen, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Path of Revelation podcast, and this is where the culture meets scripture. <laughs>